Hello my fellow weebs, welcome back to another episode of the Training Arc Podcast, the show where I talk about anything and everything related to anime and whatever else fits. I'm your host Ariane, here with another episode and I'm recording it many days in advance. I usually record my episodes at least Thursday night or Friday morning and then I give myself some time to edit it and then I have it uh, posted by the latest like 6 p.m. Friday but today's a Tuesday so shout out me <laughs> I'm actually uh, taking a break from uni um, for at least for today and I didn't go to my class which is something I do not recommend or condone you know don't skip, skip class but I've just been so physically tired today but I thought I would um, record the podcast regardless and since I have the time anyway um, so yeah just wanted to go off some mental notes from my last few episodes about my quote-unquote origin story and my early experiences with anime I got a I got quite a couple of responses uh, from it um, just some people telling me about their experiences getting into anime for the first time and it's really insightful to just see the avenues in which we encounter anime and what what exposures really bring us into loving and appreciating this medium because there's just so many different ways that we could we could get into anime and I think it it really varies as well depending on your on the time and your generation and I think that you know the way people got into anime in the early 2000s way earlier before that is always different to what it what other people experience years later on like me for example and I think that's really you know cool really interesting and and it really just shows just how much potential anime as a medium as a visual medium um has to grow and you know gather cultivate such a large international audience because back then when i was watching anime for the first time i was watching it on like i said in my last episode um on justin tv which is i i'm guessing a now defunct website um that it was just this dude who was illegally and illegally pirating his TV from Japan and just broadcasting that on Japanese on on Justin TV. I'm sorry, um, and yeah, it just I it never occurred to me, and it because it didn't exist back then that anime could have a um, a very a more legal and a more accessible service like it does now like netflix and crunchyroll and funimation and all kinds of like there's so many streaming services just for anime and that's such a it's such a piece of the time now how how convenient it is and um i think it just opens up more avenues for anime to exist for anime to come to life and when i think of just uh last week or two weeks ago um netflix i didn't even know that this existed but netflix actually has this program or this initiative where they partner um speaking mostly towards uh 
Netflix Japan. But Netflix Japan has this initiative where they partner with several animation studios for a whole year to produce anime. And that's the reason why Saiki Kusuo got a whole new、um, season, whole new six episodes for the last couple of chapters.、Um, and they've just announced. The studios that they'll be working with for 2021, and I believe Mappa is one of them off the top of my head. I cannot remember them exactly, but there's about like five or six studios that they're working with, Netflix is working with, and they've just announced the um the Way of the House Husbands anime, which I am so excited for. I'm so glad that's getting animated, and, and deservedly so. When I think back, um To way long ago, how long it would take for a certain manga series or a certain light novel to finally get an anime adaptation. But now it's so quick because there are so many avenues and so many ways for anime to be produced and to be funded and to have that kind of guarantee that it's going to reach a large audience, especially for Netflix. Like, Netflix is the biggest streaming services in the world right now. And for them to have a exclusive program that dedicates money and time and resources and a platform just for anime, that is. That just kind of brings like a tear to my eye, and it makes me really happy that that's the kind of world, especially me as an anime fan, that we live in. And when I think about that, I just think like this is gonna be another person's introduction to anime. They may get, they may never watch anime, they may watch Western cartoons or Western animations, and that's totally fine, but you know, one day Netflix, the algorithm might recommend them some anime. and... They may not know any different to what I knew back in 2012, and I just, and just had sheer, pure curiosity. And they'll just watch a new anime, and then that's what brings them into the world and introduces them, introduces them to the world of anime. And that's like, that makes me very optimistic for the future. One thing I remember from my time.、Um, Studying for my bachelor's, I had a class actually called Animation Culture, and it was a lot about the history of anime and animation and what the industry is like in Japan specifically. And I remember my professor telling me that, you know, it's not nothing has greatly improved now, but、um, back then and even now, there are a lot of studios who aren't able to pay their animators well. A lot of animators are underpaid or often work for free just to get the experience. But I don't know, I hope that with a lot of Netflix originals, with a lot of Crunchyroll originals for anime, it really opens up and really.、Um, You know, helps the industry itself because a lot of people, I don't think they realize that watching anime on Netflix and Crunchyroll and whatever legal streaming service you have directly、um, helps the industry and helps animators. And you know, it just makes it, it just shows to producers and to investors that, you know, anime is a viable source of profit and income. and It's worth investing your money too. So let's, you know, make more anime. I'm not an animator or any kind of producer in any regard, but、um, I really believe, I strongly believe that anime as a business, as a business product, 
as a product for business is you know something that is going to last a really long time there's so many manga so many series that's on my shelf alone and I've got a pretty small collection of manga that I know deserves an anime adaptation and I just can't imagine like all the other mangas in the world in in the world like literally the world that exists that rightfully and deservedly um, should get an anime adaptation so that's just my little like um, comments um, from last week's episode but for this week's episode, I wanted to do a little check-in. Um, it's only how how many weeks has it been? I think five weeks since the summer season, no, not the summer season, the fall season started. Um, and I think I wanted to do a little check-in um, and just go back to my previous episode where I talked about what anime I am planning to watch and kind of see, you know, how that list has come about five six weeks later because it's changed i believe i mentioned i think seven or eight um anime titles that i was planning to watch for the fall season and you know um some things happen and i've now gone down to five so i want to talk about why i've stuck with the five that i'm currently watching so the first one, uh, which airs on Mondays for me, um, is Ikebukuro Westgate Park. And I'm really surprised with how I how much I enjoyed this show. And I think it's a pretty underrated show. I don't really talk I don't really see a lot of people talking about it on Instagram and Twitter, at least in the the feed that I have. Um, but I really like it. It kind of reminds me of Banana Fish. Uh, but it's a lot, it's a less violent, less brutal, and I think it shows a more realistic and a kind of a less violent um, outlook on gangs and gang culture. Um, I think the common perception, at least in Japan, is that gangs and gang people affiliated with gangs tend to be violent and rowdy and i think that may just you know it's very i'm not gonna say that it's not true and it may just be a media uh, conception or stereotype but ikebukuro westgate park it instead shows that people in gangs and the gangs in ikebukuro are actually helpful to their community and that it's a very peaceful and more of a, a peacekeeping organization it kind of reminds me of the Bucciarati gang in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 and how a lot of the people in, oh I cannot remember off the top of my head where Jojo is based, but in Italy, in that city in Italy, um, it all the people there really respect and really admire Bucciarati and his gang because they help and they're very kind to the local community and I see that in Ikebukuro Westgate Park. I thought it was gonna be like a very you know BL toned kind of show just because they're I mean I'm not gonna lie there are heavy BL tones in this and I'm waiting for it to come because <laughs> I, I have a gut feeling um but I thought it was gonna be more about I thought it was gonna be about the characters character centric and it is in a way but it's more episodic in that there are different cases or different stories or different outside people from the gang that the gang help 
And I really appreciate that. And it kind of shows um, just the kind of troubles that people in Tokyo, at least because it is in Tokyo, what kind of troubles that people in Tokyo experience. Like, it deals with real life issues. Episode one was about drugs, episode two was about.、Um, Unhealthy and toxic work environments. Episode three was about the toxicity of social media and, you know, being,、um, you know, being clout, clout being, you know, a, a terrible motivator for someone's success.、Um, episode four was about family issues. And I haven't watched episode five yet, but I just really appreciate how real and how,、uh, just how real the show is. It, You know, when you think of gangs, it, it's especially for gang anime, it's so easy to make it very bloody and gory and violent. But this one, it's a lot more toned down and a lot more dramatic. And in a way, it works. And I mean, I love the theme song. The ending song, especially, is so catchy.、Um, it kind of alludes to some kind of. Mystery that may happen, and you know, I don't know how many, I think it might be only 12 episodes.、Uh, one cower for Ikebukuro Westgate Park, but I'm very excited with the way that the direction is going. So it's stayed on my list, and it's something that I really look forward to every week. So the next anime that I'm going to talk about is Akudama Drive, and I think that airs on Wednesdays for me. I don't know. I don't really watch it on the same day.、Um, but this one, this story is about、um, a group of、uh, criminals, very high profile, very wanted, very. And very professional, not professional, very.、Um, they're very good at their craft,、um, if you may call it that, at crime. And they've all been gathered together for a task by this cat to. Perform a heist pretty much.、Um, I won't go into too much detail just for spoilers,、um, but I've been really enjoying this. I thought I wasn't gonna like it just because the trailer did kind of promote it as、um, from the producers of Danganronpa or it was inspi- it inspired Danganronpa or something like that.、Um, and I'm not the biggest fan of Danganronpa. Danganronpa.、Um, but I've enjoyed it so much. Every episode is. So far, has been amazing. If you play Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons, it's like this anime rolls natural 20 on all ability checks because it seems like you know they may not make it, they may, it may not happen, they may not survive, but they do every time. And I don't know, maybe I'm just someone who loves OP characters, as you all know, but I love it when things work out. It's like a perfect world almost. Um, the ac- action scenes are really exciting,、um, really thrilling.、Uh, the animation is so, so clean. I cannot, I cannot stress it enough. And it is, you know, I think I'm pretty sure computer generated animation, but I mean, I'm, I love it regardless. I'm not someone who prefers a certain style of animation or certain、um, method to animation, but. I've really been enjoying it. It's such clean and crisp animation. So many frames. It's a lot of frames. I love a lot of frames.、Um, there is a bit of mystery to it too, with the kind of、uh, with the cat character who's brought them all together. I'm very curious to see where that's going and who these people are or what's going to happen at the end.、Um, 
I also love the world building. It's so beautiful the way that they have made Kansai region into this um, cyberpunk desolated desolation world is absolutely beautiful. It's you know, I'm someone who lived in Tokyo and my impression of Kansai and Kyoto, uh, not Kyoto, Osaka, it's always been the less classy version of Tokyo. I'm not gonna, I'm, I mean, I'm, that doesn't mean that Osaka is, you know, disgusting or whatever, I'm not saying that. But I think that the way that Osaka is um, portrayed in this really actually um, reflects my view because they they pose ka uh, Kanto or the Tokyo region as this utopia, this perfect world, this, um, you know, just this pure world and because of that and it's because of this um, civil war that happened that is also another part of the mystery developing that I'm very curious to know. Um, it really kind of separates these two regions in Japan um, at polar opposites of each other and just the way that Kansai so far has been animated is oh it just it's so beautiful the way the lighting is the way they use um, music and the way they use composition is so oh, beautiful like it just it's very pleasing to watch another thing that i love about akudama drive is the transitions literally the way that they change between scenes and i'm <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna be able to explain this um accurately enough because this is uh, an audio podcast it would be so much better if i could visually show it but so they're in one scene and the way that they transition into another scene into literally another setting another place is that they have the buildings or the the place that it is kind of dung dung in <laughs> i don't know if that's if that translates well um on an audio only but it kind of just dung dung in and then and then it's the new um, new scene, and that's so cool. It doesn't like cut to usually anime cuts to like um, they actually cut they actually just cut and they make it into a commercial break kind of small animation. Um, but the way that they do it here is just so smooth, and it really draw it really captures your attention, and I I love that. I also love um, the episode titles because they're just references to some of my favorite movies. Um, I think the first episode was seven and it was a, um, it just refers to that there are seven characters, seven main characters. Um, Reservoir Dogs is also um, it's episode title, Speed, just a lot of really good kind of cyberpunky noir, dark um movies are used as the uh, episode titles and it doesn't directly uh re reference it in the episode itself but i just love that you know that little nod to western film especially because some of them are my favorite movies too so akadama drive so far has been one of the best ones this season and i'm so glad that i've stuck around to watch it because i didn't think i was now the next one is Taiso Zamurai, which airs on Sundays for me, and I have been loving this series so much. It's, there is just something really wholesome about this anime, and I think it may be the humility or the simplicity of the main character Jotaro, or just the quirkiness of Leonardo and Rei and their 
um, cute sibling relationship or I think it's the fact that and it's something that I often forget every week but it's an anime that's set in 2003 where they still use uh, flip phones and the language um, the vernacular is still very 2003 there's a there's a character who um, she's a garu so she's the she her aesthetic is this um, old subculture. I guess it is old now, uh, but it's Garu is um, someone who's heavily tanned and they have heavy makeup and heavy, um, very fashionable um, nails uh, and are just very like before kawaii was an aesthetic, there was Garu. And I know, I just. As someone who's um, studied Japanese history and Japanese culture, especially in the late 90s, early 2000s, I really, really love seeing it in, a, in an anime because it doesn't appear in anime that much. Um, yeah, I really love it. And there's something about the jokes and the idi idiosyncrasies of 2003 in Taiso Zamurai that is just really charming and it kind of makes me wonder if younger people who may be too young, like maybe before 2005, or at least people not my age, I don't know if they get it, and I wonder if it like flies over their head, and I don't know, there's something just kind of charming about that to me. And this isn't your regular sports anime, but I mean, it is a sports anime. It's about a guy who is trying to have a comeback, or trying to rejuvenize, re that is the correct word rejuvenize his career in um, gymnastics and it's more than that though it's a story about happiness and how you can create a legacy not for the sake of having a legacy but to have a legacy that will invoke and create memories to bring happiness to you and those around you and I, I really love that it's so wholesome it's a story about what it means to be at the top of your craft and to have it taken away from you and how you have to work hard to get back to that previous, or not even previous, even a more, a much better state than that. Um, you know me, I've said it for the last two anime, but I love the mystery behind Leo. He's so cute he's so interesting he's such a unique character for a sports anime he doesn't follow any kind of tropes that um the happy energetic usual one in a sports anime would go and he's voiced by ono kensho which is one of my favorite voice actors and he's ono kensho just voices him in a voice that i've never heard before from him he's just so cute and i just love the way that he's written the the way that he uses Keigo is so cool, so cute, and very charming, and I, I can't get enough of this series. The animation is pleasing. I mean, you know, it's it's by MAPPA. I don't expect anything less than top quality. Um, again, the character designs are beautiful, which, can, which um, for me, I think of the Gyaru character, and everyone is just uniquely different, like only i can't think of anyone but everyone has such a unique character design they don't look like ordinary people if you know what i mean and i also just love references to samurai films the the house that jotaro and his family live in there's old samurai posters on the walls they um 
Rear Max Samurai films. It's so cute and I love it. I really think it's an homage to um, 2003 Japanese culture or everyday life and I love that. The next is Haikyuu and this is something, this is a series that I'm always going to be watching um, even though I have some criticisms about it but you know they've it, it was just that one episode I, I'm thinking um, but it has kind of made me a little wary and a little ooh I've just been like watching closely uh, just to make sure that the animation and the the art style is good and so far so good it, it's definitely improved since that was it episode two or episode three uh where it was literal trash no offense uh, but you know haiku standard if you enjoy haiku you'll you'll still be enjoying it um i love it i love this match now inarizaki i believe is the name of the opposing school it's what this is one of my favorite uh matches in the, the whole of the nationals tournament and i love it i think i love um the uh, osamu osamu and atsume twins the the miu twins yeah mia miu um i love the twins so much they're so cute and i really love that they use i don't know if it's kansai bin or if they're from let me look it up real quick Okay, I just looked it up. I had to stop recording for a second. Um, it is not Kansai Ben, but it is Hyogo uh, dialect. So they're from Hyogo Prefecture. And, you know, it's nothing I'm used to. It's definitely different too, because I just know um, standard uh, Tokyo, standard Japanese dialect. Um, but it's so cute to just hear other dialects in um, anime, because you don't hear it that much. And I think that's something that is always an opportunity for sports anime just because there are always going to be teams that are all all around japan and i love it i think miyano mamoru does an excellent job not that i'm anyone to judge but i think he does he pulls it off so well he's got such a tone to his voice that suits an not an angsty teenager but just you know a bratty teenager and i love it so you know i'm always going to be watching haiku regardless of my criticisms because I'm a completionist and I have to watch it, but also because I love Haikyuu a lot. And now for the final anime, the fifth anime that I'm still watching, Jujutsu Kaisen. And oh, I need to take a deep breath before I begin. Oh, Jujutsu Kaisen is probably one of my favorite animes in a very, very, very long time. It's pretty rare that I become invested in a series to the point that I start reading the manga to catch up and I did um I couldn't wait any longer one week was not enough for me was too long for me to wait to see what's gonna happen next so I binge binge read everything in one night um I think that was about a hundred 110 chapters? Yeah. No, 130 chapters, actually. That was about 130 chapters in one night, and I did sleep at 6 a.m. that night. Uh, but I read all of Jujutsu Kaisen. I actually have the first five volumes physically, and I was really considering maybe I'll just wait and I'll go to the bookstore tomorrow and I'll buy the rest. But I wanted it to I wanted to read it now back then. And so luckily I have a Shonen Jump uh, subscription on my phone, so I just read everything in English and 
Oh gosh, it is so good. It is so good. I'm so excited for the rest of it to be animated. Um, I think the last time that I became this invested in an anime that made me want to read the manga was um, Attack on Titan in 2013. And I read, I think after like the first 12 episodes, like, okay, okay, I have to read everything now. I have to read it. Um, and then I did. And I haven't done that in a really, really long time. Um, there isn't, I'm definitely more of an anime watcher than an anime, than a manga reader. Um, so I, it's definitely like evidence to me that Jujutsu Kaisen is one of the best ones, um, just because of how much I'm invested in it. And, um, Jujutsu Kaisen, I think may be my favorite manga series Ooh, of all time. Gantz is my favorite uh, manga series and Fullmetal Alchemist, but I think Jujutsu Kaisen might be my favorite now. And yeah, I think, I think that's, that's the case. Um... I mean, I can't praise this show enough. It's so good, especially reading the manga. It does it so well. It's a very um, uh, loyal and... Um, what's the word? It's a very... It does the manga... It's It does it justice. Like, I'm so glad as well, because if the manga was way better, I would have not been happy. I love the way that the anime it's true to the manga and it's not something like oh the manga is better ooh, or the anime is better but it kind of just elevates what's already so amazing about the manga and it's so good I can't, man the characters are so well written the action scenes are so good I'm, I'm i love when anime is about religion or about ghosts and spirits because i think japanese folklore about ghosts and spirits is so amazing and so interesting and to see that an anime is so good because sometimes some anime about ghosts and spirits aren't always it's a little how's it going but Jujutsu Kaisen I love it I can't I can't uh, praise it enough and every day I'm thinking about it every day I'm like I'm actually rereading it just because the episode six or seven whatever is coming out this weekend it's gonna be one of my favorites i already know just because of the manga um but i love it uh, i love the um the opening sequence so much the animation you really know that mappa like put a budget into the opening sequence because it is some beautiful animation and I love that it kind of gives you an idea of who is going to be in this season. Because I don't think they've announced how many episodes it's going to be this season. But I do hope it's 24. I mean, go for like, just cover the whole manga. Just do it, please. It's so good. Love it. Love Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's all the anime that I'm watching. Actually, no. Let me backtrack. Also Matsu-san as well. I'm watching that um, as well. And I love it. I it's awesome what's his son it's i have nothing else to say about it if you know it you know it if you don't watch it um the first episode of um season three was so good i love how meta it became and how much of the fourth wall they broke um i don't really it it's not really spoilers Okay, maybe it is. I won't say it. But if you are, if you haven't watched Osomatsu-san and um, you want to, I really recommend this season. It's pretty good so far. It's your classic gag um, comedy manga, and there's nothing more to it. But it's so good. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So that's it for 
this week's episode of the Training Arc podcast. Uh, if you're still listening, thank you. And I'd love it if you'd comment down below uh, what anime you're watching currently, um, whether it is from the fall season or if it's um, something out of season, something that's already aired, let me know because I'd love to know what other people are watching because I want to watch it too, most likely. Uh, also, I also wanted to announce that I am now available on Spotify. Um, the Thankfully, the submission process for that was pretty simple and it got approved within 24 hours. So if you do want to listen to this podcast on Spotify, then you're more than welcome to. The link will be down below and in the description of the this channel in general. Um my Instagram, my anime list, all that beautiful jazz is linked down below. And thank you so much for watching. I'll see y'all next week. Bye.